Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insights, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. In this episode, we're going to be discussing an underlying feeling that is so destructive. We need to understand where it's coming from within us, where it's coming from when it's demonstrated to us, and what we can do about it. And that is resentment. Resentment can be repressed. And when it's repressed, it can make you ill. And resentment can show up as rage. And when it's expressed, it can make other people ill. And I mean ill on all levels. So it's very important to recognize if you have underlying resentments that you're giving no voice to. You have a partner who is living in resentment. All hijackals live in a certain degree of resentment at all times. So stay tuned. We're going to talk through how to see clearly where the resentment is and what you can do about it. So resentment, let's talk about it from the hijackal's point of view first. For those of you who are joining the podcast for the first time, the term hijackal's is one that I registered the trademark on because I thought we needed a way to talk about people with patterns, traits, and cycles that we can recognize. Something that's non-diagnostic simply says, oh yeah, they behave that way. Hijackals are people who hijack relationships for their own purposes and needs and then relentlessly scavenge those relationships for power, status, and control. Do you happen to know one? You probably do if you're listening to my podcast. So it's important to recognize that hijackals live in resentment. Every breath they take is in a certain degree of resentment because they're they're feeling resentment because they're saying, why don't you recognize I'm the smartest person in the room? Why don't you see that I have special privileges? Why don't you give me my due? I am entitled. Why don't you pay enough attention to me? Why do you divide your attention? I am the most important person. And so they're in resentment all the time, always simmering under the surface. You never know when it's going to pop out into rage, into a lower level of rage that we call sarcasm. It's going to turn into blaming. It's going to go underground and be manipulative. But that resentment is there. They want to be recognized for the superhuman beings they think they are. And that you are definitely of the lesser variety. And that you should see that. They shouldn't have to explain that to you. Why are you bothering me with your wants and needs and thoughts and desires or your take on things? I'm busy over here being me, 
garnering all the attention I can one way or the other. And you're not noticing it. And there they are. The hijackles are screaming. It's unfair that I'm not the center of every possible thought of every possible person. And I resent it that I'm not. And so they will turn into discounting you, dismissing you, and if kind of pushing you away and making you smaller and, and putting you down isn't enough, they will move on to downright degrading you. And they'll do anything to maintain a sense of power and control and superiority. Now, that may not be in the covert hijackles kind of way. You may not recognize that superiority um, because in an overt hijackal way, that shows up as arrogance. But in a covert way, it shows up as nobody cares what I think. It shows up in that getting the attention by playing the victim. And in either case, they resent the fact that they're not the center of attention. So resentment is huge when you're in relationship with a hijackal. And what if that relationship with a hijackal that's built on resentment was one that you learned from a hijackal parent? You didn't have a hope not to be subjected to it, did you? And you didn't know what was going on. As a little child, you knew you needed those giants who brought you home from the hospital to take care of you, to keep you alive, to feed you, to keep you warm, to move you around, to clothe you. You knew that you were totally dependent on that. You were a blob. You couldn't even move from one place to the other. So you started trying to get their attention, trying to get them to like you if they didn't like you one way, you try another. If they didn't come when you called, you'd hope that by being quiet, they would remember you. All very deep and difficult. But in the resentment piece, if the hijackal is coming from resentment, which they are, life is never fair to them because they should be the center of the universe. Um, and then you you come into their life. You are part of that world that doesn't see them as the absolute pinnacle of what deserves your attention. And they resent that you want to have a, a say. They want to, re they resent that you want to uh, discuss something. They resent that you want to make a plan. They resent that you have an idea that you would like to include them. You might mention that you would like partnership. Oh, no, we're not going to have that. What do you mean? You're being demanding. Don't ask for that. Just do what I ask you to do. And the rest of the time, I'll tell you when I want you. So resentment is building from all that. They're not interested except in the love bombing stage. They're not interested in your thoughts or feelings or needs or wants. They're not. They'll pretend to be in the beginning because they know that that's what draws people to them. But they're incapable of continuing to do that. And you know it's a choice because when they really, really want something from you, they get all nice and stuff, right? <laughs> and they become interested in you. And then that's for a hot minute till they get what they want. And then we go back to the resentment and put you in your place. Because that you having 
thoughts or feelings or needs or wants or desires, it's all an inconvenience to them. Why are you taking up my space? Why are you taking up my time? In fact, why are you breathing the same air as I am? I know that's extreme, but it's kind of that feeling, isn't it? And that's the way it goes. So they even resent having a conversation about finances. Um, They resent that you share money. In their opinion, what's theirs is theirs, what yours is theirs, and that's the end of the equation. They will run everything. They're not interested in your input in any kind of equal way. And imagine what happens when you put children into the mix. You know, I was talking with a client today, a new client, and I said, you know, one of the common things about hijackles is that when you're pregnant, when the hijackle is the male and the the partner female is, uh, this was the relationship, the woman and the man, um, when you were first pregnant with your first child, I bet he said, look what I've done. Look at this, isn't this wonderful, this remarkable attention-getting device that shows how potent I am. And I said to her, wasn't there a time, I bet you can pinpoint the time when that baby needed you at a time that he wanted you. And the resentment began. The competition was on. Are you going to give me, the husband, all the attention I need? Or am I going to have to put up with not being your priority and that kid's getting the attention? Have you had that experience? Because my client immediately said, oh my, that did happen. That exactly happened. And then the children become a competition because they resent the children, except when the children are making them look good. And that's, of course, a topic for a whole other podcast. And I've done a couple on it already. But hijackles resent you having a need. They certainly don't want you to have any autonomy. They don't want you to have your own ideas. They don't want you to have your own plans. They'll humor you occasionally in the beginning. But after that, it's take care of my needs first. They don't like you doing things alone except when it's convenient for them because they think that you should be at their beck and call. They don't like you having needs because that takes away from whatever they're thinking about, which may be in the worst case scenario, sitting on the couch watching television, asking you why you haven't brought enough money home. These things happen. Hijackals who earn no money and demand that you earn money and make you wrong or small for not earning enough money while they sit on the couch and play video games. Have a nerve being in resentment about that. So resentment is a really big thing. It's simmering or it's coming to a boil or it has burst out of the pot. And they resent, resent, resent sharing. They don't want to share you. They don't want to share their time. They don't want you to be somewhere um, with them that they have to do something that doesn't make them happy or isn't exactly what they want to be doing. And all this creates more resentment. And imagine the relationships. It could be that you had a hijackal parent 
who resented you taking up space. It could be you had a hijackal sibling or a hijackal partner or a friend. You know, if you had a hijackal parent, it's highly likely that you're going to attract and find attractive, not attract in the sense that people use that, but you're going to find attractive someone who is familiar in some way. And if you had a hijackal parent, you will find it familiar when you feel the negative feelings that a hijackal creates in you, but familiarity kind of wins out. So if you've had these interactions in your home, then you may find that you have them outside of your home as well. So the hijackal is working on resentment all the time. They think that the universe revolves around them, and if it isn't revolving around them, they are definitely sure that it should be. And you, as part of the rep, uh, re representing the universe, ought to be kowtowing to their wishes. And when you're not, they make you wrong, they blame you. So we have all of this basic, basic resentment coming from the hijackal. And what does it do to the people around the hijackal, the partner or the parent or the sibling, the child, the friend? Well, the partner of the hijackal resents never being heard, never being seen, resents the hijackal having no accountability, taking no responsibility for what they do and say, how they act, what they forget, what they promise and never deliver on which is what we call future faking. You know, oh, this will be lovely. We could do this. And you think it's a plan, but to them it was an escape to get out of the conversation in the minute. So they future fake and you can't count on what they say. And <clears throat> you feel resentment because you're so often blamed, even when something is not even remotely close to being your fault, you can be blamed by a hijackal. And that may be the most often experienced event that causes resentment to simmer, is that it's always your fault. And you find it repeatedly. And you begin to feel invisible. You're not heard. And when you do want to speak up, they don't want to give you the time. So you begin to feel invisible, like you are an accessory to someone else's life, or that's what they want you to be. Have you ever had that feeling? That you're simply supposed to be an accessory available, if you had it right in the hijackal's point of view? Or how about <clears throat> when they up-level, they discount you, they don't want to hear what you have to say, they put you down, and then they get to the degrading and demeaning part where they start telling you that nobody would love you or you've always been useless or worthless or why would I bother with you, right? And that happens whether the hijackals identify in any possible configuration of um, gender, sexuality, whatever. They're talking about personality here. It is part of their personality. It is part of the way that they experience and express in the world. 
And when you find that you are having resentment come at you all the time, and then you are never being heard and feeling unseen, and you begin to have resentment of, I am being used. And further than that, I may be being abused. And there's resentment in that. And then you're you're frightened to speak up because they're not really interested in anything that you have to say, especially if it would be cause for a conversation about the big three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship. If you're going to talk about equality in any form, you're going to talk about reciprocity in any form, or you're going to talk about mutuality in any form, Oh, no, they're out of there like a bullet because they're not having it. They're simply not having it. And if you have listened to episode um, 115, The Three Must-Haves of a Healthy Adult Relationship, you'll know exactly why and what I'm talking about. And if you are experiencing that and you want my help, I have a one-time offer for new clients, a full hour for only $97. We can talk about what's going on in your life and where the resentments are and how that's all playing out. If you go to beaclient.com, beaclient.com, because sometimes you need to air these things. You really need to check, you know, because when we feel resentment, we feel often because we are from the healthier human planet, we feel like when I feel resentment, maybe there's something wrong with me. And the hijackal is really quick to tell you, yes, there's a lot wrong with you. So they will endorse that heartily. And so sometimes it's helpful to run it by somebody who is um, well steeped in these ideas and can help you. Um, so go to beaclient.com. But you feel resentment because you feel sidelined. You're not being considered. Your view is not equally considered at all and is not even equally sought. They tend to want to make their own decisions and then inform you about it and then tell you why you're wrong if you don't agree with them. Have you had that experience? (laughs) And that creates further resentment. And you may feel also not only are you not considered, but as a partner of a hijack call, you may feel not partnered at all because there isn't that equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. And it cannot be cultivated. Hijackals have no interest in cultivating equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. So please disabuse yourself of any notion that they are going to suddenly change and be interested in being an equal partner. They are not. They may change a few things. Sometimes that happens. And then you have to look to see whether it was a sustained change or was it changed just for the moment to get what they want. But the idea of the underlying resentment that you feel, and then you think, oh, a nice person wouldn't feel this resentment. Maybe I'm not a nice person. Maybe I'm being unreasonable. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the problem. And when you come to that place, although self-reflection is a very good start, but if you find yourself there and you check it out and you think, no, I actually am not doing that, place your view where it belongs. Look to see if when you're with a hijack call, 
they are not in any way interested in having you be an equal partner. And that is often going to bring up resentment unless you happen to have codependent tendencies or you are you don't really feel that you deserve to take up the same amount of space as they do. And I know just as I say that, that you would not agree with that. You may feel that occasionally if you do get help. But that's the way the hijack culture trains you to feel that you don't deserve what they demand. And that's very crooked thinking, isn't it? You know, if you find value from this podcast, I really appreciate the donations that many of you make over at patreon.com slash save your sanity. And if you would like a one-time gift, you'd like to give that, or you'd like to give a small monthly amount, go to patreon.com slash save your sanity and show your support for the show. So you repress yourself. And when you repress yourself, you feel resentment. And when you feel resentful and you repress that resentment, you hurt yourself. When a hijack call who won't repress their their resentment speaks up about their resentment and puts you down, consider carefully whether that has anything to do with you, if what they're saying is accurate, because it usually isn't. It is just them projecting their worst fears on you and saying you're the one who behaves the way they're behaving. And when you become clear about that, you can get a lot more clarity about the whole idea of resentment. You know, I talk a lot about the difference between the emotional planets. And if you're born on the hijackal human emotional planet, or you're born on the healthy, healthier human emotional planet. Now, if you're born on the healthier human emotional planet, and I mean emotionally born, <laughs> I don't mean uh, biologically, um, and you have, you have lived on that planet for a while, you will generally kind of believe in kindness and consideration, respect, trust, Justice, integrity, compassion, you know, you kind of believe that all the things that go into creating a relationship that can really work is something that if you work at it and tweak at it, you'll come to agreement and then you will have a great relationship. And that's true. If you're with somebody else who's from the healthier human emotional planet. But if you happen to be partnered or having been uh, from a family where there were hijackal parents and y- you had a, a hijackal human beginning emotionally, you may have decided that your rules are these. Take as much as you can, give as little as you can, and withhold equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. And that's a huge difference between people who are healthier humans and people who are hijackal humans. Problem is the people from each of these planets, they look just the same. So when a healthier human meets a hijackal human, 
they ascribe to the hijackal human the fact that, oh, this person will over time, you know, demonstrate kindness and reciprocity and equality and honesty and trust and respect and all those things. We'll work it out. We can find the dial it in and it'll be good. But the problem is that the person with whom you thought you were working from the healthier human planet is not. They're from the hijackal human planet. So you're trying to tweak in and dial in all these good things and they're going, take as much as you can, give as little, and withhold equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. These things will never dial in. You see that? And they resent that they can't manipulate you. They resent that they can't have power over you at all times. They resent that you have feelings and thoughts. And they resent that you want to participate in discussions about how the relationship is maybe going a bit sideways or could get better. And they definitely don't want to talk about anything that could remotely be wrong with them. Because that's going to bring up all kinds of resentments in which you will get a complete rage. And rage will show up. And I want to talk about that both from the hijackal point of view and the partner point of view. Because the hijackal has rage. It is that close to the resentment. And I'm sure you've seen it. That it's not very far to go from something they resent or something that they resented elsewhere, and you are the unlucky recipient of their rage. And that raging is that resentment that I spoke about at the beginning of the episode. However, they do have this phenomenon. Hijackals like to poke and prod their partners, particularly, or their children. They like to poke and prod to see if they can upset you. And you can be cool and calm, and they're poking, and they're prodding, and they're provoking, and they're saying outrageous things. And then finally you blow, and your rage comes out, and then they say you are the abuser. That's what we call reactive abuse. And that can be very intertwined with the idea of resentment. So if you haven't listened to the episode on reactive abuse, go and find it where you like to get your podcast because it's there for you. And if you want to be part of my Emerging Empowered community, you are very welcome to do that at joinintoday.com. Over there we have wonderful workbooks, lots of videos, lots of resources for you all the time, plus discussion forums. And the big draw that people say is most important to them is every month members have the opportunity of joining three Ask Me Anything sessions, group sessions, and we have great discussions during that time. So if that's attractive to you, go to joinintoday.com. So this whole resentment thing, you repress, you explode. If you're the hijackal, when you feel resentment, you rage. If you're not the hijackal, you will probably repress because the hijackal has taught you that's the only acceptable thing. And then if you ever rage, then they tell you you're the abuser. And that's incredibly wrong. 
and it's very crazy making. And that's the technical term, <laughs> very crazy making, because the hijacker will then endeavor to marginalize you, push you out, give you as little as possible. And they already wanted to give you as little as possible. So imagine if they really work at it, what they can do, and they want things their way. Now, I thought I might give you an example. It's just a little hijackal example. It's not a raging hijackal example. It's not a overstated hijackal or loud hijackal example. But sometimes I notice in people that they do things. And I heard this story the other day from a friend of mine who has a friend who she invited to lunch. And she invited her to a particular restaurant at a particular time on a particular day. And she was talking to me about it because her friend accepted the invitation, said how lovely it was, agreed to meet. And then it turns out that this is very usual. <laughs> the friend that she had invited sent a note and said, I want to I want to go to this sale at this place. So can we meet at the restaurant next to that place? Now, that would be a simple give and take if it were a friendship um, that was healthy. But in this case, the person often does this. They want things to be convenient to them. They don't care if they're convenient to you. They want things to be convenient to them. So they don't care that you ask. Now, it may seem like a little thing, but ask yourself, do I have friends who behave that way? Do I have relatives who behave that way? They always want to turn things to their advantage. Now, certainly in a give and take, as I say, in a healthy give and take relationship, it wouldn't matter. But if it's a pattern and there's always the do it my way, make it convenient or easy for me. I don't care what it does for you. You may be seeing the resentment begins to build. And that's a really good example of a place where you might say, oh, I shouldn't feel resentment. You know, no skin off my teeth. Maybe it's easy. But notice these things because these can become patterns in your life. And that's super important. So living with resentment is too hard. It's too hard on your body. It's too hard on the relationship. It's too hard on your mind. It's too hard on your emotions. It's too hard on your self-esteem. It's too hard on your family. It's unhealthy. It's unfair. You won't find equality, reciprocity, or mutuality there. It's simply unavailable. So see it. All those things that help you see it. And I have some very quick advice on what to do about it once you see it, because seeing it is really important. So you recognize the resentments, you recognize the relationships in which you, you have those showing up. That's number one. And number two is know that it's up to you to change it. Because the hijackal is always want, want it their way. So if you see that you have lingering resentments or simmering resentments and that nothing ever goes your way because it always has to go the hijackal's way. Recognize that and say, what do I want to do about this? Is this going to be the rest of my life? Or am I going to get some strategies, do things differently? 
and find that. You know, one of the things that I've done for you is to create a lot of programs and courses and things, and you'll find them at relationshipprograms.com. Really easy to remember, relationshipprograms.com. Go there, take a seminar, take a course, jump in, do some in-depth learning there at relationshipprograms.com because recognizing the resentments and then knowing it's up to you to make a change, then you need to get into the exploration mode. What changes do I want? What changes do I need? What changes am I willing to make? What skills do I need? How do I need to see this? And use it as a real learning and growing experience. And then get some help if you need it. I'm always here. Go to Go to beaclient.com. If you want to speak to me personally, go to joinintoday.com. If you'd like to be part of the community or get some help by working through one of my courses or workbooks or webinars at relationshipprograms.com. So I hope you're getting in touch with the resentment that you might feel, resentment you may have tried to push down and say, oh, that's not nice. Notice it. Notice it's real, and notice now that I've seen it, I can't unsee it. Notice also the understanding, the resentment that comes from the hijackal is not going to change. They are never going to resent you less, because that's the way that they make sense of the world. And those are not easy to live with. They're simply not. And that's why it's up to you to make a change. So until we speak again, take very good care of yourself. If I go back and listen to a bunch of episodes and and find out what you need, take very good care of yourself. And until we meet again, I hope that you will find the time to reflect on resentment and its place in your life and how you'd like to change that. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with $1 or $5 each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting EmergingEmpowered.com. Talk soon.